Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. What does it look like for us to make other people feel special? How do the people around you feel when you're with them? Communication is a big deal when making people feel special because you believe something about them or their potential and then it causes them to react in faith. All right, now, now we go. All right, did you guys hear any of that? Oh, yeah, you did, yeah, you did. But live stream, did you hear anything? Okay, all right, good, 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 good. Okay, so this is pretty historic. And the reason why I think like I wanna have a balloon here because I actually want you to become a balloon. I do, I do. I don't want you to look like a balloon. I'm just saying, I want you to become a balloon. So turn to your neighbor and say, I want you to look like a balloon. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. It seems trick. You're like, you're like, no, 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 no. Some of you guys are like, you already do. Oh, hey. Listen, this is going to be positive. Positive. Here's why. Because I want you to be a person that celebrates other people. Not a celebrity, which uh, obviously, you know, the world we live in, I mean, it wants us to, to become a celebrity. But I, I want, want you to be a celebrator. What's the word? Celebrator. Celebrator. That's it. Also, guys, English is not my first language. So, and I'm going to milk that all the way till I die. Okay. But I want you to do that. Now you're like, what's going on? And I have to be honest, as I was writing this talk, I was like, I was telling Ashley even today, driving up, I'm like, this kind of seems like a silly talk. And I'm like, I don't want it to be silly because it's really important. It's really profound if we really understand what it's all about. And the reason is, is that we've been in a conversation last couple of weeks and I've been talking to you about like growing up spiritually. And growing up spiritually means that there are certain things that uh, we do as adult spiritual people. And the first one was this idea of sharing. So like we teach our kids to share, but adults share and sharing your faith is an important thing. And so we handed out these cards and we've been handing out these cards because some of you guys have had cool stories of you sharing this with other people and inviting them and sharing your faith. Last week we talked about this idea of making other people feel special. Because part of growing up is, is realizing that you don't need everybody else to make you feel special. You need to make other people special. Today, I want you to not just share and make, but I want you to be. Be someone that celebrates the people around you. Be someone that is a balloon and not, and not a brick. Not a brick. Now, some of you guys are like, oh, do you have people in your life that are a brick? Not a brick house, which is a different song. It's a, it's a song back in the day. 
okay? And she was a brick house, but anyways, that's not a thing, okay? But I'm talking about a brick, someone who weighs you down, anybody in the house, right? Okay, but I want you to become not a brick, but a balloon. Balloon, would you consider becoming a balloon in other people's lives? A person that lifts people up. And that is part of, that's part of growing up. You see, I think it's childish for us to go, I want to be a celebrity, I want to be a celebrity. I think it's cool as we grow up, like to know that it's fun to get recognition. But there are some people who just don't grow up. And honestly, I feel like sometimes it's childish to just pursue that. But being someone that actually celebrates others, that's part of growing up. And it's part of what God wants us to do. So I want to read you this passage of scripture. We'll put the first one up for you. It's on the back screen. It's in Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10, and help me out. Okay, it says, let us hold, let us hold, what's that word? Good, because I can't say that word. Okay, unswervingly, I did it, I did it. To the what? Hope we profess. For he who promised is what? Faithful. And let us consider how we may, what? Spur one another onto, towards love and good deeds. Now, this is a very spiritual, uh, growing up, grown up, adulting verse. Because first of all, it talks about like holding full on to the hope that you have. And some of you, this might be hard today. You've gone through something pretty tragic this week or someone's hurt you really bad or you've lost someone and you're like, I don't know about this. And see, part of adulting, part of growing up is this idea of like holding on to this hope that you and I have. Holding on, like not, not swerving, which means like both hands on the steering wheel. Like that kind of hope. You're holding on. And today might be one of those days you need to hold on to hope. And I just want you uh, to know that, that God is faithful. That in the midst of your loss, in the midst of what's, what you're going through, God is faithful. And just hold on. Just hold on. But then it says, hey, it takes it up. Anasha says, and but then let us consider. He says, let us think about. Other translation says, hey, hey, think about creative ways now to actually now spur other people towards this. Like, let's, let's, let's think about other people. So what they're talking about is this idea of encouraging people and becoming someone who is an encourager. Someone who is not a what? Brick, but a what? A balloon. Someone that lifts people up that you 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 live your life in a way that lifts up the situation around you you you, you might be in a really like just intense um, work environment you know and it's man there's a lot of bricks out there and I said bricks okay um, in your office space okay but you could be you could be on these and you're like name that's just just so childish I, it's not childish here's why because there are so many people who are weighed down with so much stuff. And when people are weighed down with more things that they can handle, they start doing some really terrible things. There are people, there are you and me, who end up doing some things in our lives, saying some things. Have you ever said something, right? Felt something that you would never have felt, said, or done if you weren't weighed down, if you weren't stressed out. Man, I think the world needs a lot more balloons, a lot more bricks. I mean, a lot, not more, a lot more encouragers than critics. Because the world has enough of those. Enough. There are shows about that. But like encouragement, man. I mean, man, I wonder what would happen if we lived our lives putting courage into people. That's what encouragement is. Putting, putting that in, into people. What if we were the voice 
that people needed to hear this coming week. And I know it's not just about us now. See, we're, we're adulting, we're, we're getting older, yeah, we're, we're maturing, and that's like we're thinking about other people. We don't wanna get the right word from God, we want to say the right word from God to someone else. That's a whole different level. And the reason why I wanted to do this, these, this conversation for three weeks is subversively, I actually am going through uh, our vision of a, our church. Our vision of our church really is to, um, to, to be a diverse community that lives by faith. So I talked about that. To be known by love. Last week was about that. And, then, and to be a voice of hope. And so my question to you is, man, who are you being a voice of hope to? Who are in your life? Are you being that? I want to challenge us that in the midst of our own struggle, can we be a voice of hope to people? First Thessalonians says this of a church, and he says, and this is part of where we got to get our vision for our church. It says here, we remember before God and our and Father, your works produced by what? Faith. Your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by what? Hope. See, there, there is an endurance when it comes to hope. So I just want to encourage you. Right now, what you are going through, don't quit. You're like, man, I'm, I want to tap out. Don't. You have a lot. There's a little bit more. Like, you're like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. No, no, no. You got a little bit in there. Just keep on going. Just, put, just, just keep on going. You're like, I don't have no endurance. Hey, listen, we're not talking about you spiritually. I mean, physically. We're talking about you spiritually. You, you got this. You got this. Why? Because... You have God on your side. And so I want to encourage you. And if you might think, you know, I don't know. I don't know if God's on my side. God is so on your side. But also God understands the power of encouragement. The power of it. In fact, God encouraged Jesus before he did anything else. So if you know the story of Jesus, Jesus, uh, you know, just kind of hung out, grew up in humanity for like about 30 years, and then he started his ministry and started all the things that we hear about. But before he did that, he got baptized. And for extra credit, extra credit, who baptized Jesus? Anybody? Anybody? John the Baptist. That's why he got, got baptized. Like, he also started the first Baptist church, which is not true. Okay. Okay. No, it's not true. They're like, really? No, it's not true. I'm joking. Okay. I know, I know. Baptists are not Christian. Okay, anyways, no, I'm joking again. Again. Ash, my wife is going to, really, really, you had to say that. You had to say that. Yeah. So, go back to Jesus getting baptized. Now, why it's so, why, it's, it's, it's strange in a sense and very significant that he got baptized. But, but, but when did he get baptized is very important. See, John baptized him. And when John baptized him, Jesus had not done pretty much anything. And it was the first thing he did. But here is what happened. What happens in Luke, Luke writes this down. He said this in chapter three. He says, after all the people were baptized, Jesus was baptized. And as he was praying, so here's what's happening. Who is he praying to? Himself? In Jesus' name. <laughs> in my name. No, he's praying to who? The Father. So he is actually having a conversation with dad conversation with his father right here so he comes out of the water he's having a conversation with God which is a private conversation right it, he's quiet it, it, no one wrote this down he didn't say anything there are recorded prayers of Jesus but this prayer is like he's just talking to God and all of a sudden God takes it from private conversation to public to public because what right after that what happens he's praying and then the sky opened up and the Holy Spirit 
like a dove came upon him, descending like a dove, right? But then, then along with that came a voice, a voice. And what did the voice say? What did the voice say? You are my son. Now, did Jesus question that? He's like, oh, okay, thanks. Good to know. Like, have you ever had a parent moment where the parent figure says something? It's like so apparent. You're like, not a parent, but a parent. Like, like they just say it. You're like, ah, I knew that. I knew that. He says, you are my son, chosen and marked by my love, pride of my life. Now, all of a sudden, I think God, Jesus had like this Jesus, God, dad moment. Like, dad, seriously, seriously, because he says it out loud. Jesus is trying to have a private conversation with dad. Dad goes, hey, by the way, yo, you're my son. Everybody has to hear it. You're my son. You're chosen. You're marked by my love. You are the pride of my life. You make me so happy. And I'm sure Jesus is like, hey, by the way, I haven't done anything. You know, all the cool tricks and all things. I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything. And you know what happened right after that? Right after that, he went and got tempted in the desert. And if you ever read the story of Jesus' temptations, you and I are quick to go, you know what? He got tempted, and the way he came out of that temptation is because he quoted uh, Deuteronomy. He quoted scripture, which is actually, yes, it did happen. But I wonder, though, I wonder, though, right here in this moment when God says, hey, before you do anything else, I am proud of you. You don't need to make me proud. You don't need to do anything. I just love you as you are. You haven't, like, you haven't done anything. You're chosen. You are the pride of my life. You are marked by my love. I am not, I'm, I'm, you make me so happy. I haven't done anything, God. No, no, I know that. I know that. But you just make me right happy right now before you do anything else. I wonder if that, that moment, like this moment right here where he opened up heaven, told everybody, I wonder if that moment gave Jesus the power to come against the temptation. See, I think when people believe in us so much, I think when people have infused and poured out love and affection and belief in us, faith in us, it always gives us the power to resist the temptation of being anything less than we were created to be. Man, God, we just have to get it inside of us. See, the opposite is true too. If you have in, in somehow been deposited a brick statement, a something that you will never measure up, if you, that's inside of you, guess what it does? Your whole life, you're trying to prove that you're better, that you're good, you're that you're worthy enough. You're just trying to prove you're just smart enough, rich enough, famous enough. Why? Because someone deposited, you are not, you are not marked by love. And guess what? You better go out there and make us what? Proud. See, that, that, that does this to the soul. That doesn't do this. So God encourages Jesus. So he's going to encourage us. Psalms, Psalms 3 says, but you, but you, Lord, are a shield, shield around me. And I think for some of us, we just need to know that. In the midst of what we're going through right now, he's a shield around you. Even though you're like, no, well, something got through that. Something got through that and I got hit. I got wounded. I got stuck. I got, uh, something happened. But here he says, 
You are a shield around me. You're, you're my glory. Like the, 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 the good stuff in my life. You're, you're the, the stuff in my life that I can't ex explain. And then you are the one who what? Lifts my head. So I wonder, I wonder, I don't know where you are. Maybe you're watching this and you're like, I just, I'm just going to tune, tune in. I, I just feel like I don't even want to be around people. You're, you're consumed with a certain kind of grief. And I just feel like God wants to lift your head up. God wants to just lift your head up. He just wants you to look up and see. Just look up and see. And I think some of us, we get, we get so struck down in life. We get so burdened by so many bricks in life that we find ourselves just looking down. We don't look up. We don't ever look up. And the problem is, when you look up, you look, for, look up possibilities. You look at all the things that could happen. When you look down, you're just focused on the here and now, one step at a time. I just want to go through this, get over this. And maybe for some of you, you're just doing that. Right now, your purpose in life is just to get through this season which I get, I understand that. But maybe, maybe, just maybe God says, hey, I want you to look up. I want you to look up. Just look up, lift your, lift, lift your head. Would you lift your head? Could you, could you do that? And for some of us, we need to be the ones that lift people's heads. Like that's the next stage, the next level. You're like, name. I don't know if I'm, I, I'm in the middle of going through stuff. I'm not quite sure if I can do this. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because what I want you to do, I want you to hold with both, both hands on the steering wheel the hope that you profess. And then I want to spur you to good deeds. I want to spur you to be an encouragement, to, to be a balloon and not a brick in people's lives. First uh, Thessalonians 5 encourages us this way. It says, encourage one another and build up one another. It says, build people up, build people up, build people up. What would happen if you were a balloon, if you built people up that were the closest around you? Like your family, your unit. I mean, you were just such an encourager. And I know, and I know, it's certain personalities. I mean, some of you guys like name. There are certain pe people who just do this naturally. Yeah, I know they're annoying. Okay, we get that, we get that. But most of us can learn to become that. You're like name. No, no, no. But I'm so good as a critic. I'm just saying, I have a spiritual gift. Yeah, we all know. Stop. You know, like yeah, uh, yes, I get it. But I just. No, no, no. Let's use our voice. Let's be a what? Let's be a balloon. Let's be a balloon. So what, what, is, what does this do? I was, uh, um, I was um, doing some research and I found out that there's a guy who, when he is like uh, one of those guys that you would think that would be annoying because he's always happy. His name is Bob Goff. Uh, Bob Goff is a guy who wrote, yeah, uh, wrote several books. Um, Love Does was his bestseller, uh, put him on the market, and even his cover on his book has what? Balloons on it. And I listened to his, uh, recently listened to a book and listened to podcasts, and he's just so happy all the time. And I'm like, I don't think, I don't think it's real. I think it's drugs. You know, I just think, I just, I just, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I just don't know. I just don't know how he could always be like this. Um, but he's, he's, uh, he has one quote, and I thought, man, this is a great quote from his book. He said this. He says, I used to want to fix people. 
But now I just want to be with them. Right? For some of us, it's like, that is impossible. <laughs> like, what? I'm with them to fix them. What is, what are you talking about? But I just thought, man, what if that was my first step, right? What if I was like, I, I don't want to fix you. I just want to be with you. And I think sometimes Christianity is presented in a way that you need to interact with people to fix them, to save them, to rescue them. Well, you you got to do something because on their own, as they are, they're not good enough. They've got to be better. They got to be whatever. And I wonder what would Christianity look like if followers of Jesus were like, I just want to be with you. Yeah, but, but I, don't, I don't want to fix you. I just want to be with you. See, the problem is that other followers of Jesus would criticize, would say, hey, why are you hanging out with so-and-so? Are you, do you approve of their lifestyle? Do you approve of this? No, man, I'm just, but well, fix them. I, I, no, I just want to be with them. I just want to be with them. You know where Bob Goff got this whole idea? Jesus. Jesus. He's like, I just want to be with you. And he just felt like if he was just with humanity, he could heal it. Heal it. He didn't have to come and criticize and criticize and criticize and criticize and criticize and say all the stuff. He just had to be with them. And that's why the humanity of Jesus is so important because he grew up among us. He he's saying, I want to be with you. Man, if there was one person in the history of humanity that was a balloon to so many people, a lifter, was, was Jesus. Just the way he, he lived his life. So... What is lifting? Well, what does it mean? It means that you lift people up. I mean, um, you just don't compliment them. You actually, you encourage them. You, you, you remind them that they're competent. This is how you do it with family members. This is how you do it with, your, with the team you're leading. You, when you lift people up, it's not flattery. It's not flattery. You are putting courage in them. You're reminding them they are competent. They can do this. That's what it means to lift up. Uh, being a balloon also means like you lighten the load of people. Now, obviously, you know that bricks don't lighten anybody's load. But what if you were like, I'm going to lighten my team's load. I'm going to lighten my kid's load. I'm going to lighten my friend's load. What can you do to lighten their load? You know, for some of us, for some of you, the most encouraging thing you can do to someone right now, this week, Okay, because you know them, is to say, hey, let me give you a suggestion on what you can let go of. Because they're holding on. They're holding on to some stuff, and you just go, hey, bro, let that go. Just let that go. Oh, I don't want to let that go, man. Let that go. You know what you just did? You lightened their what? You lightened their load. You lightened their load. And they didn't even know it. Man, I have, have had moments in my life where people go, hey, hey, stop thinking about that. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. I, I, I've had a person say, hey, I got an email once and it was so awful. It was so awful. And, it was, and the person was like, delete it now. Because it was not even, it was nothing, there was nothing good about it. So just delete it. Don't even, don't even lighten the load. How about this? Just bring some sunshine, some joy in people's life. Like, what would happen, honestly, if you walked into the office, right, or your workspace, 
your classroom, whatever. You're like, I work from home. Okay, well, on Zoom, just bring a balloon. You hold it like here. Hey, guys. Okay. But what would happen if you walked in with this? What would people instantly do? Smile. Or they're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What would happen if you were a team leader, leader and you decided that, you know what, randomly, I don't know, call it, you know, whatever day you want to call it, you're just going to bring a balloon and put it in someone's desk. Hey. And they would just think about it. What would, I know, it's goofy. Is it goofy? Yeah, of course it's goofy. Of course, of course, Goofy. Is it fun? Yeah, it's fun. Do people like fun? Yeah, you were, you were meant and created to laugh. Do you know that? Laughing is extremely vulnerable. That's why Jesus laughed with people all the time. Do you know why there's a reason why people cover up their mouth when they laugh sometimes? Because they're embarrassed. Laughing and crying are two very vulnerable things that people can do. When a crowd laughs together, it is very intimate. It does something to people. So bring some sunshine. Introduce some color. Like, just give them options. Like, I think encouraging people give, allows us to just kind of go stop and go, you know what, let me, just, let, me just, let me just give you some options. I was talking to Asher the other day. And he was talking about a presentation he's got to do for a leadership project. And, and he was trying to make a case for a particular thing that this organization needs to do. And, and uh, we were talking about it because we had, uh, we had kind of gone through it a couple of months ago. And he wanted to present this particular idea. And uh, uh, I said, hey, so what are you going to do? And he was like, well, I talked to my advisor. And they were like, no, nah, don't do that. And I said, oh, so what are you going to do? He says, I'm going to still do that, but a different way. And I said, oh, okay. He said, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to uh, find a new way forward. And when he said that, I was like, this guy's a genius. I'm going to totally steal that. I was like, that's cool. A new way forward. I was like, wow. I wonder if there are people in our life who are stuck. And they're like, I can't move forward. I can't move forward. This is not going to happen. It's not. But you can move forward. You can find a new way forward. You can do that. I think for some of us, if we're the opposite of all these things, the opposite of these things of being a brick would be people who go, there's no way forward. There's no way forward. It's not sunshine that they bring. What do they bring? They just bring a cloudy day, a stormy day. You walk into the office and you're like, oh no, it's going to thunder and storm today. Because they, so-and-so is not happy. And that means we're not going to be happy. And it's just going to be just awful. Watch out. It's going to be a, it's just going to be a mess. There are people who don't lighten your load. They just, they burden it. They burden it. And for some of us, I just want to encourage you. You don't want to become that person that, um, that ends up without even realizing expecting other people to carry your load and it happens to the best of us you're going through stuff and because you're married to so and so you want them to carry the stuff too and i think there's a there's a there's a sharing but there's not really a carrying the whole burden deal here i mean even the scriptures talk about that it talks about how we we galatians 6 says this galatians 6 
um, two says, share each other's troubles and problems. In this way, you will, you will follow Christ's teachings. It's like share them, but not, not carry them all the way. We can't, we can't do that. That becomes a codependent relationship. So what does it look like, friends? What does it look like for you and I to do that? What, is it, what does it look like for you and I to just go, you know, I, I'm gonna, I, I, I can be an encouragement to people in my life. I think for some of us, for some of us, I think right now it's pretty um, timely because a lot of people uh, are kind of coming out of this COVID funk spiritually and people are now like realizing they need a spiritual community. And I will tell you, like this card that we've been degrading with, this could be such a balloon to someone. Such a balloon to someone. I mean, Ash and I were talking and she was talking about this person she met randomly this, this week who were like, you know, I really want to come back, but I feel bad coming back because I've gone, I've been gone too long. Some of you are watching and you've, you watch. I mean, we've got, a, we've got some, you know, faithful people who watch and watch from all over. But maybe you're like, you know what? I just feel bad coming back to the community. I feel bad because I haven't been. Do you think we want each other to feel bad? No. Who wants us to feel bad? The enemy wants us to feel bad. We just, we get in our heads. We're, we're, that's not it. So I want to encourage you today that this might be an opportunity for you. The next couple of weeks when we go to two services, it might be an opportunity for you to be an encouragement, to invite people in, to go, hey, God is not mad at you. God's not mad at you. And there are people still out there who are kind and loving. And yes, they're actually Jesus, you know, Christians. Like there are people like that. So friends, I think, I think for some of us, when you invite someone on Sunday morning, you know what they're going to get? They're not going to get one of these. They're going to walk out with a balloon. They're going to walk out going, man, I feel lifted, encouraged. I feel I have more options in my life. I think I, think I can do this. I think I can keep on going. I think this is not the end for me. God's not given up on me. I, I believe it. I believe it. I, I'm not that weak. I, I can't. I'm, I've, I messed up royally. That's fine. But you know what? It's not over. It's not over. It's not over for me. It's not. Do you believe that? Do you know that? Do you know that when God looked at you before you made any profession of faith, any claims to being all this amazing Christian, any, before you gave your life over to Jesus, he looked at you and he said, you're my son. You're my daughter. You're marked by my love. You're marked by my love. Like I created you in by love. I mean, look at how complicated you are. I, I created you by love. You are the pride of my life. You make me happy. I want you to know that that is the first, the first and the last, in a sense, feeling God has about you. It's the closest is like a parent. You have this baby in your hand. You're like, oh my gosh, the most beautiful thing. You have no idea this person's going to be a little devil. Okay, you have no idea. That comes later. But that moment, that moment, you're like, you're not expecting a baby to, be, to make you happy 
or to make you proud. Like, hey, come on, make us proud. No. God has, God's not waiting for you to make him proud of you. Just like he's not waiting for you um, to, you know, earn his love. He's not waiting for you to like get to the point where he can really forgive you. He's not waiting. He's not waiting for you to get your act together. And if, if he's not waiting, then what are you waiting for? What are we waiting for? I think part of it is, is we've been given so much of this in our lives that we just don't realize that God, God wants to lift us up. I was going through a very rough time. Like this was, this was so intense because, you know, you guys, some of you guys know I'm an, I'm an immigrant and I came here and I had a religious refugee status for a while and it was just complicated. I mean, immigration, friends, whew, I know some people who've gone through immigrations. Yeah, I know, I, hands are raised. They're like, yes, we know. It's just tough and they treat you like animals. I mean, it just was just, just whatever. It was, it was so awful. And uh, I was in a church service once and I was just like, this is not going to work. I'm going to get deported. It's not going to work out. It's not going to happen. I don't have anything to go back to because I came from Kuwait, which was war-torn. And I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? And it was just bad. And someone left me this. Um, I went up to, for a response time, like during worship. Like after, I went up uh, to, uh, to do something, um, maybe to get communion or something. And I came back and I, I went back to my seat. And on my seat was a note. And the note just said the reference of Isaiah 43, uh, 1, 2, 3. That, that was it. It was just a, that was just a reference. And I looked at that. And obviously I was like, okay, what is this? You know, code for what? Like I was fairly new to Christian life. I'm like, this is a sign. What is it? And then I looked it up. I looked it up. And friends, this was like 25 years ago. I have I've never forgotten that moment. I don't even know who left it. And the note said this. The reference said this. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not, do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by my name. You are mine. Wow. You know when you tell a story and you go back in that moment? Whew. So good though. Okay. Let's do this. I can do this, right? Whew. Okay, let's go. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through... who I can't do it. <laughs> okay, you, you guys help me. <clears throat> okay. Hoo-yah. Let's do this. Uh, when you walk through the fire you will not be burnt and the flames will not set you ablaze for I am the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel your Savior I 
yeah. Oh, I did it. Okay. But man, you know, when something like this hits your soul, you are unstoppable. Man, I, I read this and I was like, God's got me. And I don't know what flame and what impossible situation you're being drowned in. But I think this is for you. And I don't know what stuff has just, man, burnt everything that you have been building for the last 10 years and it's all gone. But it is so important that you build it again because it was that important. And God has committed to being with you. He calls you mine. You are his. All right, let's pray. Lord God, I uh, thank you. I thank you that somehow uh, you've wired us up to, um, you've wired us up to understand the power of your word. And God, for some of us, we just need to be reminded today that in the midst of all the junk, the despair, the grief, the, oh God, I'm stuck. God, in the midst of all of those things, you are with us. That when we go through the rivers and we go through the fires, you are with us. You are with us, God. I thank you for that. I pray, God, you remind us for some of us, God, as we, as we respond today during this song, we, some of us might need to go and receive communion, reminding ourselves, God, what you did on the cross for us. Others of us, God, we might need to go to the cross and pin something there, just leave something there that we've been holding on to. And others, God, we might need to go and light a candle, reminding us of this hope that we have. God, allow us to be transformed by hope to the point that we are a voice of hope to the people around us, lifting them up so they can see you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.